the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Here's a question for you. How many of you were born in Indiana? Ooh, lots of you. And how many of you were raised in Indiana? Okay, all right. Well, do you think it makes a difference where you're born or where you're raised? Well, it probably makes a difference in the way you talk, right? So, you know, sometimes people will ask my wife, Deborah, what part of the South are you from? <laughs> Deborah says, South Muncie. <laughs> or, or if you live in uh, Boston, you know, out there, they don't use any R's in the middle or end of words. So out there, it's in Indiana, you'd park the car. But out there, you'd park the car. See? And they, they shorten the vowels up. But uh, it's okay because we make up for it in Indiana because we add in extra R's where there aren't any. So like Deborah and, and Marilyn like to do their warsh, W-A-R-S-H. And, and uh, Marilyn likes to give things a poosh and throw them in the bushes. Gives her great pleasure like finding buried treasure, smoking Joe Frazier. See, kind of lengthen those things out a little bit. In our gospel lesson for today, uh, Jesus and one of the religious leaders are kind of speaking a different language. But it's not a regional dialect. It's the difference between somebody who is talking literalistically, Nicodemus, and somebody who is speaking figuratively and spiritually, and that's Jesus. Nicodemus is a leader of the Jews. He is a Pharisee. He is a member of the Sanhedrin. It doesn't get any bigger than that. He is a real religious guy. And he has apparently heard things, maybe even seen things, that Jesus has done. What he calls signs. That would be miracles. Healing people, casting out demons, raising from the dead, walking on water, things like that. He's, he's heard about these signs, or maybe even seen them. And so it, it bothers him. He knows Jesus should be something, somebody that he is against because all the Sanhedrin is against him. He's a, he's a troublemaker, this rabbi Jesus, and you know we have to do something about him. And they already had plans to silence him permanently. So he knows he should be against Jesus. And yet, there's something about this rabbi, this teacher Jesus, that scratches him. And he has to scratch the itch because he can't... He can't quite figure out how a guy who does these mighty signs of God isn't aligned with God. So he goes to him under cover of darkness. And in the scriptures, darkness always means unbelief or unfaith. Goes to him under the cover of darkness, <laughs> largely because he doesn't want anybody else to see him because he might get kicked out of the Sanhedrin if he is, you know, observed uh, consorting with the enemy, Jesus. So he goes at night. This is the original Nick at night. And he, he says to, he says to, that wasn't that bad. He, sa he says to, to Jesus, uh, kind of butters him up a little bit, Rabbi, we, we know that you are from God, for no one can do the signs that you do apart from God. And Jesus sort of talks past him spiritually and says, no one can see the kingdom of heaven unless they are born from above, born anew. Another translation, born again. That's one we may be more familiar with. But born from above is probably better. And Nicodemus takes this quite literally and says, well, 
Can a man be born again once he is old? Can he enter his mother's womb the second time? You know, in other words, going to have to be shoved back up the birth canal and given another try? Or, you know, most of the women wouldn't go for it. So he, he wants to know if that can happen. And uh, we'll ask Dr. Berner about that. He's an old OBGYN. That doesn't sound right, does it? Uh, he wants to know how, how, how can that be? And Jesus again gives kind of a, a, a non sequitur speaking past him spiritually. He says, you know, the wind blows where it wants to. And you know it because of the sound, and you can feel it, but it, you don't know where it comes from. You don't know where it goes to, but it blows where it wants to. And that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Nicodemus, well, how can this be? <laughs> Jesus kind of frustrated. Are you a teacher of Israel, and you don't know this stuff? No, he really kind of didn't, because Nicodemus has his theology pretty well in a box. I mean, he has all the mysteries of God nailed down, and there is no room for this freewheeling action of God's Spirit. I mean, that's kind of not only weird, but scary to him. Nicodemus likes his theology. He likes his rituals. He likes his practice. He's very comfortable with that, and he doesn't want to get outside of that. And this is what Jesus is implying. The word, as I told the kids, the word for uh, wind is the same word for spirit and breath uh, and air. All, all four of those things come from the same stem. Greek word is pneuma, or transliterated pneuma, from which we get our English word pneumatic. And if you ever go and get your tires rotated on your car, uh, my hunch is, I could ask Michael this, they'll probably use a pneumatic wrench, wouldn't they? That's the one where you plug... Oh, come on! <laughs> That's the one where you plug the air hose in, you know, and they go... <laughs> and they take your lug nuts off. Hey, that wasn't bad. And, uh, and so, uh, it's powered by air. Pneuma, air, wind, breath, spirit. They all come from the same word. And what Jesus is saying is just like the wind blows, you can't see the air. As I told the kids, you can't see the wind, but you can feel it. And you can see the great effect it has on other things. Like we had a big strong wind here a couple days ago and the trees are going woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. And it wasn't just because the trees decided, hey, I think I'll do a little. It was, there was something making that move. That was the spirit or the wind, the breath. That's what it was. And so Jesus is saying, th this spirit of God isn't something you can nail down. The Spirit of God can move where it wants, and it can do what it wants, and it can do great things if you allow it. Now, here's the question. Uh, how many of us would be excited about the Spirit of God moving mightily in us? So I'll ask you this question. In your prayers, do you find yourself regularly praying this? Spirit of God... Move mightily in me. Send your spirit, a double portion of your spirit. I, I want the spirit of... Do you find yourself praying that? And if not, you might ask, why not if great things come through God? Well, I think it's the same thing with Nicodemus. We may be kind of comfortable with where we are. And if we pray for the spirit of God to enter mightily into us... I don't think we're afraid that it, he won't send the Spirit. I think we're afraid he will. What if God sends his Spirit mightily and we decide, I need to, I need to change careers and go be a missionary to Africa? Or I, I need to uh, 
you know, let go of the resentments that I have towards my, some of my family members or some of, my, some of the people I work with. You know, it feels kind of good sitting on those resentments and grudges. And, and I, I'm not sure I'm quite willing to give that up. You know, it's, it's a warm feeling to have something in your back pocket again. You know, it's kind of like a warm feeling, kind of like peeing in your pants, you know. But uh, it's, it's only a warm feeling for a while. And then it gets kind of cold and funky after that to let go of those resentments and all that, the grudges and things. Well, what if God's Spirit, and then I, I can't hold on to that? Then what? Well, I don't know. Then what? What does that mean for you? So, Nicodemus wants to know, can a man be born again when he is old? I, I don't know. What about this? Can a father and son be reconciled when they have grown apart and are hostile? Can a mother and daughter again be close after disagreements and hurt and pain have happened and separated them? Can brothers and sisters find a way to love each other after an inheritance dispute? Can husbands and wives who have grown apart and have become hostile, can they be reunited? Can they find love for one another? I've seen all of these things happen. I've seen it all. And I think we could see more. So Nicodemus wants to know, can, can a man be born again? Yes, he can. But how does that happen? How do we have, get God's Spirit? It's not something, it's like the wind and air. You can't manipulate it. Can't, I'll have a bag of that, you know. Uh, but what you can do is, like, say, if we wanted more air or wind in this sanctuary, what would we do? Open the windows, open the doors. And if the wind was blowing, it would come in. And if the wind wasn't blowing, we would just keep it open till it did blow. And that's what we can do. We can keep ourselves open. Are we open to God's Spirit? God's Spirit will come if we're open to it. And one of, one of the things that I always think is, whenever, whenever there are tears in my eyes, I think the window is open for God's Spirit. And there are hymns that I can't sing. Dick and I can't sing these hymns. And I know that my spirit is, I'm open to God's Spirit at that time. Can we keep ourselves open to the Spirit? Or is it all nailed down and like Nicodemus, we, I'm comfortable with this and that's all I'm doing. Be open to God's Spirit. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.